Hi, and welcome to this week's episode of Diz Insiders. I'm Emily, and I'm here to talk about all things Disney. From the movies to the parks, cruise lines to the rides, how to save money, and our favorite topic, how to eat like a king at Disney. As always, we are sponsored by Wishdraws Travel. When you simply want to show up and have a great time at the best price, the least hassle, use Wishdraws Travel. That's Wish with an S. It's a funny name. They plan amazing trips and lifelong memories. You can find them on the web at wishdrawls.com or reach them by email at info at wishdrawls.com. Hey guys, and welcome to our episode of Diz Insiders today. We've got a couple of new Diz Insider juniors with us. Chris, James, welcome to the show. Hi. Hi. Go ahead and introduce yourself. Okay, I'm James. Hi. So tell us, what's your favorite Disney ride out of all the parks? Mm, probably the new uh, Smuggler's Run in Galaxy's Edge. Okay, all right, excellent. All right, and Chris, go ahead and introduce yourself. I'm Chris. Hi. What's your favorite ride? Um, I don't know. I you like, don't have a favorite? Like, I like, like all of them. Uh, it's I'm, I feel the really same <laughs> way. And we've got Casey on the show. Casey is actually a withdrawals agent. Hello. My favorite ride, I would have to say, in um, Disneyland would definitely be um, the Pirates of Car uh, the Caribbean. I think it's just different than the one in Walt Disney World. And in Walt Disney World, I think my favorite ride would be... Um, kind of hard over there, but I'd probably stick with um, Seven Dwarfs Mine Train. Ooh, definitely. I thought at Pirates of the Caribbean in Disneyland, I thought it was really cool how we went at night, mm -hmm. and I could not tell where the outdoor queue ended, yes. and the indoor queue began. It was seamless for me. Yes. It was almost like I saw the restaurant, and I was like, whoa, where, where am I? It was really cool. Yeah, it's very... Just has a d very different feel to it. It's, it's like longer. it's a small world in yes. Walt Disney World where there's also that one restaurant, that Pinocchio place. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, very so cool. That's how they did it. Well, today we are going to discuss the new Galaxy's Edge, which is in, open in Disneyland and will open August 29th at Walt Disney World. So everyone is very excited about this. Uh, Casey and James and Chris, their whole family just came back from Disneyland. So I'm going to let them open up with just kind of some basic information about it and kind of give us an idea of how big was it in comparison to some of the lands at Disney World. Well, I'll go ahead and start. I um, felt that it was very immersive when you walked in. You could actually, um, you actually enter through um, kind of like a tunnel area um, and you can tell like the California clay and the dirt's brown. And when you get toward Galaxy's Edge, it actually turns to a gray. So it's um, it just starts right from where you enter the land area um, and really kind of changes form from the, the normal natural California look to um, what Star Wars would be like if you're actually on the set of Star Wars. So um, it was very, uh, your eyes just got filled. It was a lot to take in. Like a lot of people just kind of standing there and just looking around chaotic. just to make, kind of chaotic because you're kind of bumping into people or people are bumping into you for a little bit. but. Uh, once you kind of figured out where to stand and just take a really good moment and just to look at everything, it really was just like you're on the set. It was 
quite immersive. What did you think about it, Chris? Uh, I think I think it was pretty cool. Cause it was like Walt Disney World, where like near like that Disney Junior Star Wars area, there's a bunch of just random stormtroopers that just walk around and just like talk to you and throw mean comments at you. They would be mean. They're just they very <laughs> stormtrooper-ish. <laughs> I want to say mean. mean, but they're gonna catch you off guard and ask you where, um, you know, what side you're on, and yeah, that kind they of wanted stuff. you to join the dark side. Yes. Can you blame them? <laughs> yes. They need recruits, I think. Yes. <laughs> James, what do you think about it? Well, it was definitely large, and like big, crowded in the little marketplace area they had made. They were like little stores that people were. Yeah, they were like tunnels. Into. Yeah, tunnels, and there was just one area. It was like a food restaurant, where in the middle of it was like a fire with these fake big things and this droid rolling a um a pig pig like thing <laughs> pig thing to get it all roasted. Yes, in the fire, and he was so talking good. like I'm never gonna get a job. Yes. <laughs> Yeah. And I just started laughing at it because it was just like depressed. Doing that. And then I turned around and still be doing it. And then. Yeah. Droids have a lot of hard work they have to do. They, they don't get appreciated. You yes. Know? They're, they're underrated. <laughs> they're trash. <laughs> yep. I, so. just, I just got my first droid. We got like a little Roomba vacuum. <laughs> and he is very appreciated. <laughs> Speaking of droids, do y'all want to tell them about making the droids there? Yeah, so basically you get in line to make a, either a BB-8 or an R2-D2 and then like droid. you go it. over to a conveyor belt and you collect like the pieces. Like if yeah. you want like a BB-8's like red body or something, you grab that. And then you take it on this like little tray which has instructions on what to get. You bring it over to this table which also has instructions on how to put all the pieces together. So there was like for the um for the um R two D two, you had to like screw in the um the arms like arm things, and then you they came with these screwdrivers that you just have to press the button, and so it was pretty easy. That sounds pretty amazing. So, was there some flexibility there on what parts you could mix and match, or did you have to follow an exact formula? Uh, you could just do anything you want, like a blue head with a purple body. But the, the flexibility but like, was in the colors. Yeah, the colors. Okay. Yeah. But you have but to like the same pieces. You added the case. yeah, like okay. you can't do like one white arm and one um, red arm for R two D two, and you can't do like. Half of BB-8's body is red and the other half is blue. It was more like what head color, what body color. The two arms had to match, the leg had to match, and the little stand was on its own. Mm -hmm. So those kind of came wrapped together. That's for the R2-D2. Mm -hmm. And then for BB-8, it's basically you find a head and then you find the two body pieces. And you definitely make the, the yeah. uh, R2-D2 more colorful than the BB-8 was going to be, yeah. But the BB-8 is more like its head actually like rotates around it and it's faster than the R2-D2. So once the person helped you kind of screw things all together, then what did she do? Um, she basically stuck it in this box and pressed a button and put your controller inside the same box. And, and then you were supposed to press buttons 
to like make it come alive, sort of. Oh, so they're actually moved. So what? Yeah. yeah so when you put it in the um the two things in the box, the, you pushed a button that made it sync together, so that when you push the button on the controller, your droid would move. Like, uh, if you push the forward button, it would go forward. So push it's the you, sound you, button. Yeah, it's really like a robot. Yeah. So it really oh, does wow. move it with your open remote control. So it's pretty awesome. So do I want to know about how much it costs? A hundred dollars. But the lightsabers were more. They were like two hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. And that's because you had to like Dude. find like different like um, metal you had to, like, pieces. Yeah, you had to attach metal pieces together and then stick a stone inside of them. They were heavy. And then find some clear plastic tube. It almost felt like glass. Yeah. It was that thin. Yeah. Wow. Um, and then you stuck it on that metal, or like your hand piece, which has the stone inside of it. And then you could also buy like other stones. Yeah, later on, if you got tired of being the red um, lightsaber, you can switch it to blue or green if yeah, you wanted to purchase something. Yeah, for $20. And then one, the so lightsaber yeah. was $200. Oh, okay. And it comes with this carrying case. Mm-hmm. So you can walk it through the airport if you needed to. <laughs> See, the first we, the first time we saw about the um, lightsaber thing, like the metal and that, was when we were at the airport with someone else for, across from us who had the lightsaber. We're like, what's in that case? And then she showed us the lightsaber. Yeah, yeah it looks like a rifle case. And she told us, yeah, yeah, yeah. she told us all like, about how you're carrying a gun. TSA let them in did, with a lightsaber. Yeah. It did. It was a little weird, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it was great to be able to be interactive and um, make your own. Uh, BB-8s or droids in so a cute little box. About how long would you say it took from start to finish, like to to make the whole droid? About maybe fifteen minutes. No, I'd say closer to like twenty. By the time you okay. actually like got all your pieces, decided on the conveyor belt, yeah. pieces, and, they're good and the wait line was like thirty minutes. Yeah, that so. that was the longest part. So they had two lines, and they just like split you up. They did good. In fact, they didn't want too many people choosing pieces on the conveyor yeah, belt at one time. And they, so um, you had to wait till like those five or six people got their stuff. And if they stuff, got overcrowded, then, you had to get like reservations because there were some signs that said reservations yes. required. Yes. And that's definitely so something lots that you of people need. were going to the desk to get reservations. Yes, um, and the lightsabers definitely were a um, must-do reservation-only kind of a thing. Okay. So you really needed to look into that if that's what you if that's what your heart set on. Um, but we felt the droids would be more interactive for them, um, and we have plenty of lightsabers at home. So <laughs> same. <laughs> same. Um, so with the like the reservations for that, did you do it same day? So we didn't have to get um, for the droids at the time we walked up. We didn't have to get a reservation for it, but I um, we were told that um, the people who were making lightsabers um, did have to do it the day before or the day of um, and kind of do it that way. Okay. Um, but we didn't, like I said, we just kind of walked through it and saw what they were doing and, and then found out from somebody else. But they um, very limited amount of lightsabers just because of the amount of people that were wanting to do it that day. Well, those days because we were there um, in late June right when it opened so we're kind of new to the public okay so one thing that we haven't discussed yet that's pretty exciting well I guess we touched on it a little bit tell me about Smuggler's Run what was it like to go into the Millennium Falcon talk me through some of that experience okay so at first we did the single rider line which was you um you got in the single rider line, you just, you didn't get to see all the sights that you could see in the regular line. But, and you could only get one job 
which was the engineer. And the, the jobs are like, um, you get in the um, ride area and there's like seats. There are two in the front, which are the pilot, two in the middle, which are the gunners, and then two in the back, which are the engineers. If you're in single rider line, you always get the engineers. And then, um, so the, um, they were flat, there were buttons all around you. And like, once they flashed, you had to push them as quickly as you could to either help get, help, help get the ship, um, ready and flying or shoot, shooting down some enemy ships or, um, piloting the ship, anything like that. Wow. So then we went the the next morning we got up and um, during extra magic hours you can't get into the land but you can kind of line up to it so we spent the majority of time at other rides and about 15 minutes before it opened up to the public we got ourselves towards the beginning of where the land entrance is and so we were able to get into the regular line um, and just the line itself was pretty immersive with with what the movies look like um we saw that the air was coming out of the falcon yes yeah so it was like it was steam like coming out of it. like it's the... like if you watch the movie the um millennium falcon like launches up and all the steam comes down so the steamers were rocking yeah every few minutes it would seem like it would launch up so um and the wait wasn't bad for us it literally took us um right at an hour from the moment we entered the line um, until the, the moment we went off. So for us, I didn't think that was a bad no. experience. But um, even through all the queues, um, it was very immersive. You look like you're in the workshop area and you were kind of, you know, building stuff and whatever, looking like you're, um, they could be making something at that area. And then um, when we were in line, when the real line and um, got our jobs, James and Chris were able to get, is it pilot? Yes, yes, we got yes. pilot. We got pilot, and then my husband and I got gunner. Gunner, yes. So, um, so we knew what the engineer, which is people behind us, and the boys got the pilot. So, tell us about what it's like, what your job is, and what you do when you are a pilot. <laughs> you, so there are like levers that you can pull down to fly the ship, or like left to right, or rise and lower the ship. Yeah, and oh, so if you're yeah. like the right pilot, rises and lowers the sh ship. But, like, if you're on the ground, then for takeoff, the right pilot also has to pull down a separate lever, and it will start blinking. And then when you pull down the separate level, the, the um, lever rises back up. And so the simulator, like, launches up. And then, like, if you're the left pilot, you just have to take your lever trigger thing and move it from left to right to, like, steer. Okay. So it definitely was interactive. It wasn't just like I'm going to hit a button and it's not going to really do anything. Because when I was the gunner, if I chose not to hit the buttons, I really wasn't shooting at anything. So, um, and the pilots, they did really move the simulator um, to make it move. So it definitely was, um, it was more fun to be pilot and gunner than engineer in my sense. You could see a little better too. But um, I'm going to correct this for a little bit because I did notice um, that some people in the um, single rider lines, depending on when they came in when you know whatever jobs were given out that they were able to get gunner and some other positions it's just usually when we were in the line it was the engineers and so that's why we went back and, and like to pilot, some so. single riders were waiting in the longer line they like 
people were doing that? Like, single riders didn't go in the single rider line? No. They, some of them were. Okay. And well, then, like, and the single riders came in there. It, what, from what I've heard, most of the single riders are getting those engineer spots, mm-hmm. unless yes. it would be an odd number, and mm-hmm. then they might get yeah. something else. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So but that's cool. It just randomly kind of passed out. But it's, it's, it's hard to explain how really immersive and cool it really is, because you do feel like you're, you know, waiting exactly where... Luke and everybody else is waiting <laughs> back in the day. <laughs> I know, like even when I was on the dream, the Disney dream ship for the first time, and I saw that little Star Wars room that they had, yes. with, you know, the checkerboard. Yeah, never been there. yeah, we have. Oh my gosh, like I was in super yeah. nerd heaven. So when I see Batu, it's going to be Chewie, we're home. I'm yeah. ready. <laughs> I'm ready. But that sounds pretty cool. I, I'm glad to hear that they've got a single rider line. I think that makes a big difference. It really does. Um, and um, it, you know, some single rider lines, they will notice that you're in, in a pair of two. This one wasn't going to be that way. Um, it really was going to be a single person going each time. And they do a really good job of, of getting that line going through as fast as possible. The, one of the cool things that we noticed during the, uh, while we were in line was the garbage cans. Oh, yes. So the garbage cans, like... They sound like regular garbage cans, but no, they were like the same structure, but they were like painted and like they had that like foreign yeah, language on them, like that. Um, and sort of the Coke cans, the Coke Carillion? bottles. Was it yeah. Carillion or was it something else? It was I think like it was just, like Carillion. Yeah. So they were like Coke. They were selling Coke, Coke and Diet Coke and Sprite, oh. and they all didn't just say Sprite or Coke. It had the um the weird letter things on it too just like the trash can and if you get the disney play app you can go into there and like you can go into star wars land or like toy story mania and some other rides like wait in the line and they like just do like different things but um for star wars galaxy's edge they um actually had a translator and so i like we didn't really use it but i think how it worked was like you scanned the um the whatever barcode yeah no the word and it translated it and so also like you could go up to like blinking buttons and scan those too if you wanted to spend more play games with it yeah if you wanted to spend more time in the land that was definitely something that is um interactive as well just getting that um play app which is free and um kind of working your way through the land kind of learning a little bit more about it now, I want to touch some, a base on something that James said was about the Coke bottles. Not only did it have the wording on it, but it actually looked like a small, it was circular canteen, canteen very much like or a canteen. A grenade, or a grenade, actually. Oh, <laughs> it looked like a grenade okay. does. Like, grenade! So, and the top so was the screw-off part, but um, it was really Which small and cute. Like they did green. do Coke, Diet Coke, and Sprite that way, and then they had regular water bottles there. Um, but but they weren't regular water bottles. They had the oh, words, they? and okay. they weren't like Dasani water bottles but they were like there's some of them were Dasani, Dasani. and right. it had an S on it yeah. so that so. Oh. that was one of the food items it was just really quick a little kiosk that you could have gotten a beverage and moved on and kind of felt like you kind of went home with a souvenir too yeah that's pretty cool they do look like those little impact grenades that they mm-hmm. throw at like mm-hmm. Hoth or something I've seen like ah <gasps> and then Coke cool. would splatter everywhere yeah. <laughs> yes, it that's, why the, um, that's why the snow turned red. It would yeah. explode on impact, so, you know, maybe that's the whole design. Yep. Oh, well, it sounds really cool. And the Smuggler's Run, it seems to me, might be comparable on a much bigger scale to Mission Space, where everybody yes. 
is has a job together. Yes, but it's not as closed in. So if Mission Space, like for me, I um, this the area of Mission Space itself is a little small, a little tight, um, and it it is uh, Mission Space usually tended to give more people more of that sticky feeling in your stomach. Um, I don't think that um, Smuggler's Run is going to do that to you. It, it jerks a little bit, but it's not at all. It's not like that jerk intense in, in as Star Tours. Um, or yes, and it's only like the jerkies because like you crash or like jerk up, but well, it's mostly the pilot's fault. Yes, so. right. right. <laughs> I'm just right. kidding. I bet you guys are. He wasn't. <laughs> I was no. going up the whole time. It was good, but it was definitely right more left. spacious. So if you um have um, an issue with enclosed spaces and mission space is a little tight for you, try Smuggler's Run because it definitely is more spacious and you can kind of get up and you can't really walk around, but there's definitely areas that you could get up and walk around. And you don't really have to look like up to look at things or left and right. You just have to look like forward. But if you have like the gunner or the engineer, then you have to look to the sides just to see like the flashing buttons. Yeah. And they tell you one thing before you get in the ride. It's like, Hit the flashing button. <laughs> yes. Make sure whatever you do, hit the flashing buttons. That's uh, what they said, yes. And then so no one hits it and you still go straight up. You know, and I know as far as wait times are concerned, um, everyone wants to do it first thing in the morning, um, and I get that. But as we were noticing, uh, as I was watching the wait times for it, it kind of uh, went down in mid to late afternoon. So if that's something that your family wants to um, kind of try it out and maybe um, – spend a dinner kind of air time there, that would be a good time to go try that as well. Mm-hmm. It like, sounds And the, the lines were lower because, like, they could have been way higher when, like, you s- it first opens, but and they like, were lower because all the people were afraid that there was it was going to be wrong lines. Yeah. So all the cast members were, like, telling people, like, they to told us, now. like, to go, like, because people were afraid of it. And also, the lines were a lot shorter during, like, lunch and dinner time because, like, everyone's getting lunch or getting dinner. Mm-hmm. So you can go then and just have, like, a later lunch again or an earlier lunch. <laughs> well, we're going to wrap it up now, but if you've been to Star Wars at Disneyland to the Galaxy's Edge, let us know what you thought of it. Comment on our Facebook page. Give us some feedback. We hope that you'll enjoy it, and we're all very excited for it to open at Disney World. Mm-hmm. Thanks for being yeah. on the show, guys. Thank you. You're welcome. Bye. Thank you. Bye.